Welcome. Hi, I'm Katie Morrell. I'm a creative and writer based in Bend, Oregon. And I'm Karen Hawkins. I am the founder of Rebellious Magazine for Women and co-publisher and co-editor-in-chief of the Chicago Reader. You are listening to Of Course I'm Not Okay, the podcast. Join us as we talk about mental health, coping with quarantine, and creativity. For some of our episodes, we'll talk with writers, creatives, and activists to get their take. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Hi, Karen. I love seeing your beautiful face. Happy late February, I guess it is. Oh, good Lord. Katie, always good to see your gorgeous face. And oh my God, how is it? February, the end of February, mid-February? What the hell? Yeah, I don't even know. The 22nd, I think, is when this is coming out, which seems that's when my credit card statement comes out. And so that's like how I, that's like something in my life where I always know when the 22nd is. And so, I don't know, it's like radar, like how much more can I spend type of thing. But even that, it always feels like the end of the end of the month. So yes. yeah, but it's really nice to connect with you. I always look forward to our chats because it's honestly something that like grounds me. And even when I have like the craziest week, it's just like so wonderful. And I just, I just want to have a moment of appreciation. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I feel like it's like, it. I mean, we've talked about this. We both have therapy, but then we also have this and it's like the same, it serves the same function as like a container of like, oh my God, I can't believe this thing happened. I can't wait to talk to Katie about it. Yes. Like, yes. This yeah. is really like, it's an add-on of therapy or like supplemental. Yes. I don't know. Or it's just, it's its own <laughs> thing. It's its own thing, but it's, yes, I'm the same with you. I'm like, oh, I have to, you know, bookmark that in my mind to make sure to mention it to you. But, but yes, before we, before we press record, you were mentioning that you kind of had a moment this week where there was a wall that was reached. It sounds like. Yes. And uh, listeners, I don't know how many of you can relate to this experience, but I will just say Wednesday, I had a day full of Zoom meetings, and then I had an hour-long phone call at the end of the day, and I just felt depleted. That is the only word I can use. I had a headache. I was super grouchy with my staff. Sorry, staff, if any of you are listening. I just, I was done. And that was Wednesday. I woke up Thursday morning and my brain was just like, oh no, sweetheart, we're done. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. We're not doing that again. And in fact, we're not doing anything today. We're not doing, we're doing nothing today. And like, I had all these things to do that required like the creative parts of my brain, like totally. plans and applications and all of these things. And uh-uh, my brain was like, nope. Yeah. It's so interesting. I resonate with what you're saying so deeply. And I feel like I think that for me, it's like when there's Zoom and phone calls, somehow that's worse. I don't know. I can double down on if it's just Zoom, but if it's Zoom for six hours or even anything more than four hours, which is kind of a norm for me, I'm just like, I turn into mush. And I think it's also like, I'm holding in so much energy, trying to expend it, like trying to like give the people who are on the other end so much energy that when I get off, I have nothing left. It's, it's like, it's a gas tank that is like under red. It's under E. Yeah. A thousand percent that, that is exactly how I felt. And as I'm thinking about my brain, the creative parts of my brain, I was trying to access, access, like, I feel like it was just like a toddler in the corner, like, nope, 
no, 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 <laughs> I'm not going to work today. I'm not going to school today. I'm not doing anything today. And you can't make me. Yes, okay. That's what like pouting. Like, yes, yes. you're not going to make me. <laughs> this is not happening. No. <laughs> you know, like how toddlers, their favorite word is no, just no, 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 no. All the time. Yes. Which I appreciate boundaries. I mean, that's great. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow we unlearn that at some point, but I mean, I'm so with you. I have had so many of those days in this pandemic and it's just like, I think for me, the real struggle is in addition to the fact where I'm like, okay, I guess my to-do list is going to have to wait another day is the, like me trying to fish myself out. And like, that actually takes more energy and it's honestly, it's harder on me. Like it's, I'm trying to get to the place where I'm just like relaxing into it and being like, okay, I'm going to do the bare minimum. Like I'm not going to get fired for my clients, but I'm not going to go above and beyond. Yeah. That was also the struggle for me. Like it took me about until like, I was fine for a couple hours in the morning and then I hit this wall and I kept trying to like pull the toddler over the wall and no, 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 we're not going anywhere. (laughs) Right. So yeah, that was the hard part. I have to say that you and I don't think are alone because just this morning, Kate Silver, one of our favorite humans who was on the pod earlier in this, uh, I guess, season two. But anyway, she texted me and I had talked to her over the phone last night and she was telling me that like, you know, she kind of had like a slower Friday that was coming up because I, we, we record this listeners on a Friday. So I've talked to her on a Thursday anyway. And she texted me and she's like, yeah, I just put my out of office and I'm going to listen to you and Karen in your last few episodes. So just FYI, you're my vacation. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I love you so much. Thank you, Kate. I love you. I know you're listening or I hope you're listening on your vacation. Um, but really it's like, it's so funny because it's exactly what you're saying. Like where she just, she was like, yeah, no, no, just not. No. And the, and not, it's not weaponizing the out of office, but really leaning into the power of the out of office. Like my brain has told me no. And now I'm telling all of, you, no, I'm not checking email. I'm not responding to you. If you're on fire, call 911. You're just going to have to wait. I mean, it's actually like an accountability system for yourself because it's like the people in your life who email you will see that and be like, eh, all right, whatever. I'll just talk to her on Monday. And like, then it's like you, and that's, that's the thing that really gets me is like one day off. I mean, yes, I have a tremendous amount of privilege for being able to take a day off when I need to. Um, and I feel like one day off is not going to burn my life down or burn my career or my projects down or anything like that. And I think that's something that I struggle to remember sometimes actually. Absolutely. Especially when you work deadline oriented jobs. Yes. And they just seem to stack up and it's like, oh no. It, the worst feeling in the world is feeling like you can't take the day off. Yeah. That's the worst. That is the worst. Yeah. And when people on the other side are like mad that if you were late for something speaking only for myself this week, I had a few things that were a little behind. Um, and I was just like, I am sorry, but you know, and then another thing this week was president's day week and Tyler had Monday off. So I try really hard to coincide my time off with his if I can. And so we did, we took Monday off and it was nice. And then by Wednesday, both of us were like, how is this not Friday? So the point of the story is that I am like, 
lobbying now publicly just to you. And I guess I've talked to Tyler about it, but now everybody else that we should have three day weeks. Like, oh, shit. Yes. seriously. I, okay. Four day weeks at the very most when you're like super slammed, but seriously, Karen, like, I feel like if you can't get absolutely everything done in three days, like maybe you have too much on your plate or maybe, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if I could get everything that I have to get done in three days, but I'm just saying, ideally that would be really, really nice. I could not agree with you more. And I have always thought it was a giant scam that we work five days and have two off. Who decided that was a good idea? Yeah, that is very what? uneven. Like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah I, I tried to get around this when I quit my full-time job a couple of years ago and went like full-time freelance running rebellious. I, I read that four day work week book and really tried to incorporate now. It's not, if every, you have to, you either have to be that guy or everybody around you has to agree to the four day week. Yes, that's so true. Maybe yeah. we can start a movement. Three day work week. Three day, exactly. You heard it here, folks. Yeah, we will be explaining this concept on some of our merch in the future to all of you three dayers. I really feel like we could build something here because a three-day work week just makes so much sense. And I'm not even talking about three 12-hour days or any of that bullshit. I'm talking about three six to eight-hour days where you're heavily caffeinated. I'm heavily caffeinated. And if you're into caffeine and you just power through. I mean, I will say when I have a day off, like if it's a day off, like a Monday or whatever, and I go back to work, my first two to four hours I blaze, honestly, like I feel awesome. And I honestly feel like in those, let's say first four hours, I get sometimes, truly, sometimes I get eight hours worth of work done when I factor in all the breaks that I need to take and my mental health breaks and like, whatever, I actually do. I'm so much more, I hate the word productive, but I get more done. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, there is also something to, I am remembering this from my consulting days, something to the idea that like meetings are better on certain days of the week. Like Ooh. you kind of need to write off Monday and Friday. Totally. Yeah. And that like, there's some like peak meeting time. It's like 10 a.m. Tuesday is like the peak meeting time or something weird like That's that. so interesting. I yeah. totally can see that because I've done a lot of like research recently on email marketing and I've heard that like 10 a.m. on Tuesday is the best time to send your email newsletters. And I think it's because people are like, you know, they're like, they've burned off the weekend. They're like, all right, you know what? It's Tuesday. I got some energy. I have some energy. And I feel like, you know, I can do this. I can open an email from a rando that's like trying to sell me shit. And so like, I feel like there's, there's something to that. I feel like Tuesdays are good days for meetings for sure. Yeah. Well, our, so our three-day work week, I feel like you also should have the flexibility to configure it how you like. Like, I feel like I could do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and be good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I actually think ideally it would be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There's a part of me that is like kind of weird and thinks Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if Saturday wasn't like largely like feel because some I think what I like about Saturday which I don't like working weekends I'm like really try I try really hard not to but like I like it because I never get emails 
Like I never get any emails. I never, it's almost like I'm like, and it's rare when I'm going to like, it, it has to be a really specific deadline for me to do that. But like, I do find that every once in a while, if I'm in a really spacious place or in a good mood and I'm like, you know what, I just need to get like two hours of stuff done on Saturday. I do it and I feel better because I'm not getting any input. And so I don't know about spending like a full day on Saturday, but yes, I agree. I think that everyone should have the freedom to configure it the way they want to. Maybe this something. is, we are onto something. Maybe this is our secondary podcast. The second <laughs> podcast in our network is the three-day work week. Yes. Yes. And then you can just interview people who like actually only work, you know, like 20 hours a week and make billions of dollars. Tim Ferriss, we're looking at you, the guy who wrote the four-hour work week. And so you never know. Yeah. I mean, he's built an empire on four hours. So yes. yeah. Also, I'm not sure if he actually works four hours, but neither here nor there. I think it'd be interesting to get him on the pod. So <laughs> anywho, but yes, I just feel like there's a lot to be said about productivity or about maximizing hours worked. And I also think there's something to be said for like, I mean, the fact that there's the eight to five or whatever it is, nine to five, eight to six, whatever your hours are, like that was established in like the early 20th century because there was so much workplace abuse and that was like during the industrial revolution or maybe it wasn't the earliest 20th century maybe it was the late 19th century i don't know when it was exactly but like that doesn't actually make sense now that we're like in a completely different era of life absolutely well and let's not i mean i will not i will not get on this soapbox for very long but let's not even talk about how much of the american labor system is derived from slavery like Ooh, yes. the fact that your health insurance is tied to where you work and the notion we have about people as commodities. I mean, yes. we, won't, we don't have to go there, but it's a thing. No, it's absolutely, it's so important to acknowledge because like that is the, like the impetus for all of this. It's the trickle down over 400 and something years. And it's like, no, 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 no. We need to re-examine all of this. So in a very stark topic change, <laughs> I yet again am so impressed by your ability to come up with incredible topics. And so listeners, Karen texted me a couple of days back and you were saying something about laughter, right? I did. I said, what if we talked about laughter as the best medicine? And then I told you that I have a hilarious ginger Buddha story that I wanted to tell you. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy to talk about laughter. And I feel like, you know, almost, you know, exactly a year into the, a pandemic, this is a very timely topic. Like, let's talk about this. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I need more laughter in my life. What happened with ginger Buddha? Hi, Tori. No. Hi, Tori. Um, so <laughs> it was Tuesday, actually, now that I think about it. Um, I'll make this short. I'm on a text thread with Tori and a couple of my church ladies. The, yet another blizzard was about to come and folks on the thread were like, oh, is my kid going to camp tomorrow? And one of our friends, hi, Emily, was like, I have a physical therapy appointment tomorrow. Should I cancel it? And Tori was like, Emily, cancel your physical therapy. I will lead you in jazzercise. Oh. And Emily was like, game on. Came on, appointment canceled. Let's see what you got. And Tori 
being Ginger Buddha, ran with it. I shit you not, Katie. Sent us all a Zoom invite for the following day for Tuesday morning. Found on YouTube a Jazzercise video led by the founder of Jazzercise. Somebody had like uploaded a VHS tape of this woman's workout. Yes. Tori wore, I believe, a headband, a leopard print bathing suit, spandex and made leg warmers out of socks and led us all in a zoom jazzercise class at like eight o'clock in the morning oh my gosh karen oh my gosh that's the best thing i've ever heard of what was it like okay so this is i will tell you my favorite part of it there are four of us on this zoom call there's a screenshot somewhere of this nonsense so tori and emily are so tori's in her full regalia. Emily is wearing a Chicago Reader t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> Cindy and I are in various stages of work slash pajamas drinking coffee. So the two of them are actually doing the workout. Oh my God. And Cindy and I are just sitting drinking coffee looking at them on the screen. I mean, <laughs> it's just classic pandemic. It was very pandemic. Experience. Is there any better way to start a day though? I don't think I want to do anything different than that at eight o'clock in the morning. Seriously, Ginger Buddha is so incredible, honestly. That's, like, such a cool idea. And, like, talk about, like, I mean, did you feel, like, lighter throughout the day? Or, like, did you feel, like, or at least it started, did it start the day nicely? It started the day perfectly. I got to say, like, it was also one of those things, like, you just forget that your days used to start with, like, just shooting the shit with people. Mm, yes. Like, when you got to an office... You didn't just immediately start working. You just kind of hung out with people. It was just also like great to just see people first thing in the morning and to be laughing and watching this wild workout. And <laughs> yes, it was it was a great way to start the day. I That's did feel better all day. So great. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Seriously, listeners, if any of you participate in anything like that or create it within your own groups of friends, please tweet at us or tell us on Instagram. I would love to hear about it or see screenshots because that like makes that like warms my heart like that makes me so happy <laughs> I mean she was just like fuck it she just did it like that yeah wow I I feel like it was a challenge like there was a gauntlet thrown like all right I canceled my PT what do you got and she's like I got you yeah it was really <laughs> that's a good friend it's epic it's true oh my gosh that's amazing I love that yeah, story so, so much it really makes me think that I should try something like that with some of my friends or just like do it reminds me also of my mom. So when I grew up, so this is eighties here and we had one of those like unfinished basements with like the cement floor and she, we had a 13 inch television that I'm pretty sure was black and white. I don't know. I mean, this was a really long time ago and she would put on like OG Jane Fonda tapes and all of the women in the neighborhood would come over in their leotards. And like, they were so serious, Karen, mom, I love you. I know you're listening. And like, I was, I was so young. I was like four maybe or five. And I would just like go in the corner and watch them. And they were so coordinated. And like Jane Fonda is just like, a leg lift master and also a master of all things, including human rights. And she's just like the best thing in the world. And oh my God, we need to get Jane Fonda on our pod. Holy shit, right? <laughs> oh, yes, Jane, if you're listening. <laughs> Jane, open invite. Any day, anytime, 2 a.m., sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that is just, it's like, that's exactly what it was because it wasn't my mom leading them. No, 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 it was Jane. She was leading them. 
And every, I think my mom might've been the only person in the neighborhood who had like a TV or something. I mean, this is the eighties. So I'm pretty sure other people had a TV, but still maybe she was the only one with the VHS tapes. I was going to say a VCR. I feel like there was a period of time before everybody had VCRs. Yes. That like, yeah, that was, there was the one special house that happened. That's so true. It's like early nineties ish maybe is when like they became a little bit more normal, but yeah, I actually grew up with my dad. So there's, he had this Betamax recorder. So for people who don't know, Beta is the prequel to VHS and basically like a camcorder. If you think of the camcorders in the nineties, like they were, I mean, large, but not, you could hold them with one hand because they had the little strap around the hand. Do you remember this? Oh my God. Oh yeah. (laughs) But Betas look like you're a camera person on like a movie set. Like they're enormous and they have this huge light that like blinds everyone in the room. Anyway, I was really into it because I wanted to be Katie Couric because I thought that my name Katie was perfect for news television. So I ended up uh, just doing newscasts all over my neighborhood all the time. My dad would follow me with his Betamax recorder. I know he's great. He really is. Hi dad. That is an amazing story. Do you have them anywhere? (laughs) Oh my God. You know what I do? I do. My dad actually converted them to DVDs and he, um, I actually have them in my house. I do. I haven't. And I mean, there's one, okay, this is kind of a funny story. There's one. So my sister's 10 years younger than I am. And there was a period of time where my grandmother, my dad's mom was pretty ill and she lived like she and my grandfather lived in the Northern Michigan. So like us going up there all the time, wasn't really a, you know, we couldn't really do it. And so (laughs) My dad decided, I mean, this is a great idea, but he decided that he would record like a kind of like almost like a TV episode of like our family. I don't know if it was every week or every month. It was really cool. And so my sister was so little. And so I was like in seventh grade and I'll never forget one day we were all sitting in the living room and I was, I was showing my dad on the, the VHS, you know, thing. It was, we had graduated from beta at that point. And he was recording me doing one of my cheerleading um, like routines. And I was really proud of it. I was like, dad, you have to get this. Like, this is so awesome. And so then I'm standing next to the couch and my sister who is like probably two, maybe three, she climbs up on the back of the couch and falls off the back, like, oh, no. like a huge, I mean, she's okay. She didn't get a concussion or anything, but it was like a massive crash. And so like, I, I'm pretty sure I was pissed off that my parents were like interrupting my cheer, you know, like <laughs> my cheer workout to like tend to my infant sister because she might've cracked her skull, but she's fine. She really is not super funny. But anyway, at the time I thought it was really like, I mean, looking back, I think it's kind of funny. Anyway, that was a major tangent, but yes, video. But worth it. But also about the wonders of television. Right. And, you know, I feel like that's the precursor. You know, I sometimes judge some of these YouTube ladies that I watch. I judge them, but I also watch them. But that is the precursor to that. You were an influencer before influencers were a thing. I was such an influencer. I really... I mean, dad, I love you. I am so happy that you followed me around from the swing set to the tire swing to the moment where I narrated how good my Cheerios were to, I mean, I was really like, yeah, it was a thing. I do need to show it to you someday. I don't know. Maybe when 
we have a YouTube channel, then potentially, (laughs) oh, speaking of YouTube, oh my gosh, I don't, so I got a message today from, I hope this is okay for me to say on the pod, but I got a message today from Dr. Tanya Israel on um, like my Instagram. And she asked for the uh, video because we record these Zoom calls. She asked for the video of her singing to us because she loved our reaction so much. She's going to upload it on YouTube and we're going to be YouTube stars, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) So listeners, if it has already gone live, which if it hasn't, that's okay too, but we will include it in the description of this podcast. Get excited. Amazing. (laughs) Tanya, we love you. Oh my God. We love you so much. Oh my God. But yes, I, I so love talking about laughter because I mean, I, we started this call getting on the call where I right now I'm wearing cat, um, cat glasses, I guess you could say they look like I'm like, I don't know, they're black. And I have, we'll, we'll include a picture on the, you know, Instagram and Twitter posts. And then you're wearing gorgeous devil horns. Yes. Thank you. Perfect. These are my rebellious. I bought these years ago and I wore them to every rebellious event back when we had events in person, of course. Yeah, that makes so much sense. But even with these outfits, it makes me feel lighter and happier and laugh easier. And it's so important all the time to laugh, but especially now. And especially now when we're also in this place where like it feels weird to laugh and we have all this guilt about joy and laughter and... Yeah, I, that experience of spending, starting the day laughing so hard was really just like a revelation for me. Like, oh yeah, right. This is really good. That's so good. That's so, so good. And also to be in community with people you feel safe with and like all of it, it just like makes it so you can really let your guard down. And that's just such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like it also was a good reminder of like, that we, we have the capability, we have the capacity to entertain ourselves. We just don't anymore. Yes. We just rely on screens and anything, any buttons we can push to entertain us. But we as humans were born with the ability to entertain ourselves. And I think it's easy to get away from that when you're just looking at the screen all the time. But. Yes, that's such a good point. I mean, it's like a perfect example is like a toddler entertaining themselves. And like, you know, enjoying the toys in their house or whatever they're playing with. And then sometimes like laughing for seemingly no reason. Like they just think they're funny and like, it's okay to think you're funny. I think I'm hilarious sometimes. Tyler doesn't always agree, but like, (laughs) it's fine. Like, I don't actually like, I love puns for example. And you know, it's just, I I don't know. I, I can laugh if I'm in a good mood, I'll laugh easily. I mean, but sometimes I will say that some of the stuff that helps me get to a place of laughter. So listeners, if you're like, okay, cool. Great in theory, but how am I going to like get to a place where I can actually laugh when like Ted Cruz is going to Cancun and like, I'm just like so annoyed with everyone on the planet. Fair. Your feelings are valid, but I will say, Oh, did you want to talk about Ted Cruz? No, I just, I saw a funny tweet about it. Oh, I, speaking of laughter, I, um, the tweet was, and I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was. It was, um, oh, it's blame your daughters at work day. Oh, that's so great. Oh yeah, no, that's good. See, Twitter can be funny. It also can be very toxic, but it can be funny at times. Like also Saturday night live. Okay. So these are a few things that I do that help me with like, with getting to a place where I can actually laugh. Number one, going on Netflix and scrolling through the stand-up comedians that I absolutely love, there are so many good 
stand-up comedy shows. I mean, I'm a huge comedy fan, like in terms of, like I love going to comedy shows. And when I was living in San Francisco, it's kind of like this, I mean, Chicago too. Oh my gosh. Like with Second City and Improv Olympic and all of it. But like, it's very similar in the way that San Francisco operated before the pandemic where like you can go any night of the week. Like you could totally go to a comedy show. I don't know if Bend is like that, but anyway, I love it. And so I go on, um, I go on Netflix. Dave Chappelle has great stuff. Um, one of my favorites is Ronnie Chang, who is one of the uh, correspondents for The Daily Show. Oh my gosh, Karen. He is seriously so funny. He's very deadpan. And I, I liked his special so much that I've never done this before with any other comic. I watched it twice, not in the same day, but like <laughs> in this, like in the same six month period. And I was like, that's amazing. I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard. Anyway, so Ronnie Chang, Dave Chappelle. I mean, I think Ellen is pretty funny sometimes. I will say that like, I love, um, I love watching Saturday Night Live and like just clips of Saturday Night Live. One thing that I'm loving right now is on YouTube, you can go um, James Corden, who's one of the late night hosts on CBS. So he has gotten to the point where I think he just doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's a really cool guy, but like he's been pretty open about how he's struggling through the pandemic. And obviously he's in Los Angeles and well, I guess any place wouldn't allow a studio audience. And so the last couple of weeks, you can go on YouTube and watch his like the beginning. It's not even a monologue anymore. He like riffs with, um, oh my gosh, who is his lead guitarist? He's really famous and I can't remember it now. But anyway, um, he riffs with the people in his crew. And then when they mess up and the executive producer, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a bit. When the executive producer's like, yeah, I'm not sure if we're going to keep that in. They've like just ran with it. And they basically just like publish the whole fucking thing because I don't think they give a shit. And oh my gosh, Karen. It's great. It's exactly what I need to be watching right now. Yes. I love that. <laughs> okay, my comedy go-tos, because I also have stages where I binge Netflix comedy. The two Ali Wong specials. Mm. Oh my God. Oh my yes. God. Cobra something, Baby Cobra. Oh my God, Baby Cobra. And then, um, oh no, what's the other one called? It's gonna kill me. It's a pun. We'll link it. Um, Wanda Sykes. Yes. Um, of course, the one that everybody watched, Nanette, the Hannah Gadsby. Oh, God. Yeah. And Douglas, her second one. That she oh, I haven't seen Douglas. Yeah, Nanette is better, but I do think it's amazing, both. I I also, I, I mean, I love Saturday Night Live. And what I'm really loving is that, yes, you can just watch a sketch at a time. You can just watch a bit on the, from the news. Like, the thing about Saturday Night Live is that it's hit or miss. Like the bangers totally. are bangers and the ones that fall flat are just like embarrassing to watch. So I prefer to know in advance, like, oh, 5.9 million people have watched this in the last day. I'm gonna watch that one. Isn't that amazing how like we're able to basically know what the reviews are before we watch it and be like, is this worth our time? It's actually amazing. It's so great because when I watch it live, which is rare, but if I ever do, oh, and it's not good. It is so cringeworthy. It's like, wow, I'm never getting that 30 minutes back. It's awful. Like I, I, one of the ones I watched, oh, I watched the Zillow sketch because people kept telling me I had to watch it. They're like, no, yes. no, Karen, no, you need to watch it because no, it's true. I, I, for a while, Zillow and Redfin were like, yeah, real estate porn. It's a thing. Yes. For those of you who have not, don't know what we're talking about. What was it like two or three weeks ago? Daniel Levy, who is the star and creator of Shit's Creek. 
he is an absolute genius and he was hosting and there is a commercial like those fake commercials that SNL does all about how if you're in your late 30s or early 40s and maybe you used to like sex basically is what they said <laughs> you're not you're not wanting for anything now because Zillow so Z- <laughs> I mean it's so real it's so yeah. real <laughs> yeah we'll link that too but yes I absolutely love it and I feel like there's I mean, there's something to be said. I feel like everyone knows that, you know, it's good for you to to laugh and that kind of thing. But I did do 1.5 seconds of research and I found like 75 million hits on Google. And I will just go through a few of them. This one, um, this Mayo Clinic talks about like the level of stress relief that it can actually, like the short-term benefits of laughing, it can stimulate your organs to be like more oxygen rich. It stimulates your heart. That's amazing. It activates and releases your stress response. So like, you know, like it cools down your stress response, meaning like, yeah, it relieves it. Um, It soothes tension. It improves your immune system. It relieves pain. I mean, there's just so many things. So many things. And I feel like it also, it reminds me that like, there are so many things in the world that we used to be able to find funny that we don't, we're not able to find funny anymore or that are not funny anymore. And like, now we just maybe have to get creative about finding those things. Like, I feel like SNL has cleaned up its act for the most part, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, feminist comedy is always going to be, generally speaking, good to watch. Like, I just, I, I feel like I'm happy that we have so many options and that we, have gotten to a place, hopefully as a culture, knock on wood, that comedians, like this toxic era of comedians being able to say whatever terrible, racist, sexist, horrible thing they wanted and being like, oh, I'm a comedian, it's a joke. Like, I'm hoping that that's over. And that yeah. now, right, that like, now we're in a place where like comedy is actually funny and not just about punching down all the time. And if you, don't have time to watch a comedy show or watch a sketch or watch a clip of your favorite scene from a movie. Um, I will tell you that all of the assistance, the um, personal assistant technology will all tell you jokes. Alexa will tell you jokes. Yeah. Hey, Google will tell you jokes. Oh my, they're terrible. (laughs) Well, that's kind of funny sometimes. You know, my partner, Sam used to work at Amazon and the Alexa team would crowdsource jokes for Alexa from the Amazon staff. Of course, there are like 300,000 of them. But yeah, you could send in jokes to have Alexa tell. And you just say, Alexa, tell me a joke. And she'll tell you a bad, bad, bad joke. (laughs) So you can ask like Siri to tell me, tell you a joke. Like I'm sure of it. I I have, I've had Alexa in the past and I have um, Google Nest now. Oh my God. What did she tell me today? Um... Is Google Nest like a like a phone or is Oh no, it's like a little, it's like an Alexa. Like oh. I have like a little one that looks like a dot and like I it will tell me the weather and play music and play podcasts and got it. Yes. Um she told me a terrible joke today. I'm not even gonna repeat it. But she will also, if you ask any of them, I think they all are programmed to do this. If you ask them if they're better than the other one, like, hey Google, are you better than Siri? all of us PAs have to stick together. Like they have this line that they say about how like. 
that's awesome. It's hard out here for a personal assistant. Yeah. (laughs) That's such a good hack though. Like if you're walking into a meeting where you're like, oh my God, this is the bane of my Mm -hmm. existence. And you have three minutes, just ask Siri to lighten your mood. That's genius. It's a great idea. Yeah. But if you, if any of you listening have a great joke that you want to share with us, please reach out and we will share it with the network of other listeners. And yeah, I just wish everyone like a laughter, moments of laughter. I was going to say laughter filled week. And like, let's be honest, um, <laughs> I would like to have a laughter filled week. Maybe that is your experience, but um, yeah, moments every day if we can, or a few times a week. I also, before I forget, ooh, I don't have my phone on me. So I also want to give a quick shout out to Caroline, longtime listener. Um, she texted me this week. You know, last week I talked about the um, this is my AIDS ride, the comparison, the idea of yes. comparison and how um, ugh, dangerous it can be. And the way that she framed it was, um, this is my pandemic. Ooh. Like instead of, I know it's so good, right? Like instead of having this weird guilt or shame or whatever that we all have, this weirdness we all have about how we're experiencing the pandemic and how much it's better than whoever or whatever, like, no, this is my pandemic. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Thank you, Caroline. That's so genius. That's something to live by, honestly. Just like whenever you feel like you're in a shame spiral or a little thought of shame or like a little shame bird comes on your shoulder or whatever you want to say, just feel, just turn to that little bird and be like, look, bitch, this is my pandemic. <laughs> I'm just saying what I'm going to be doing pretty soon in the next 30 minutes. <laughs> yes. Same. Oh, yes. All right. Well, we're wishing you all love and we will see you next week.